Welcome, everybody. It is February 6th. It's the Monday before the Super Bowl. The Eagles slated to play the Chiefs. The dramatic pause is because Charlotte, the producer, is banging things in the studio. That's the aesthetic we're going for today. We're bringing in the longtime Philadelphia Eagles season ticket holder, friend of the show, Dan Ruddle, to talk about this Super Bowl preview and his experience going to Lincoln Financial Field, home of the Philadelphia Eagles, not only for the NFC Championship game a week in, about a week, eight days ago, if you will, but also that first-round matchup they had against the Giants. And I don't think it was a first-round game, but it was certainly the Eagles' first-round game because they had to buy as the one seed. Anyway, before we do any of that, before we bring in Dan, two things. Number one, I am not going to ask him one question about the Kelsey brothers. There's one Kelsey brother on the Chiefs. Have never liked him. Just my personal opinion. There's the other brother on the Eagles. And frankly, the only Kelsey I like less than him is his brother who's on the Chiefs. So I'm not going to bring up the Kelseys one bit after this little mini uh, spoiler slash disclaimer. That's the word I'm looking for. However, if Dan Ruddle were to bring it up, I'm not going to say anything about it. But if you're home and you're not driving and you're of age and you're having a little sip of your cognac or whatever it is you might drink to unwind or whatever it might be. Again, I know a lot of folks listening in the cars who do not take this advice if you are driving. But uh, feel free to play a little mini Kelsey Brothers drinking game. I am not going to bring their name up, but if Dan does, if Dan says one of their names, both their names, etc., etc., let's make that you know a little word of the day. And uh, for those of you who watch Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen on Bravo, you know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, and before the theme song, speaking of the Eagles – my friends at Pop Sketch Designs on Instagram, you can follow them at Pop Sketch Designs. You can also go to their store on Etsy, www.etsy.com slash shop slash Pop Sketch Designs. And you can find what is a phenomenal E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles t-shirt in Kelly Green with a little parenthetic Cowboys Suck right in the front of the shirt as well. It's a wonderful shirt from Pop Sketch Designs. There's so many other things you can get there. Uh, Philly sports fans, there's also an Allen Iverson AI shirt that's been selling like hotcakes, I'm told. Um, plenty of action to go around for Philly, but also plenty of action for those of you who are music fans, sports fans, and other, other pop culture type fans as well. So be sure to check out Pop Sketch Designs. Make sure you tell them Filibuster Freestyle sent you. Speaking of the Filibuster Freestyle, thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing, wherever you get your podcasts, including Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, and SoundCloud. And here is that filibuster freestyle theme song dan ruddle on the other side filibuster filibuster freestyle filibuster filibuster watch out for the filibuster filibuster freestyle filibuster freestyle it's the filibuster freestyle filibuster freestyle cool all right so yeah dan ruddle joins us eagles season ticket holder check out his work on our season ticket showcase uh, pods from the summer and Dan here we are that was before the season started and we are five six days out not even from Super Bowl 57 your Eagles playing the Kansas City Chiefs first of all how are we feeling going into the big game um it, honestly dude like I feel good I, I it's it's an interesting sort of 
experiment, so to speak, looking at the the way that this game matches up. It's like, do you want the best quarterback? Would you rather have the best quarterback in the NFL, or would you rather have the best roster top to bottom in the NFL? Because um, that that's really what this matchup looks like. But I mean, I honestly, man, like I I'm surprisingly calm about it. I feel like there was so much pressure like a pressure cooker about to explode in 27, well, in 2018 when they won um, for the 2017 season. Um, like this just feels like, you know, they're, they're, they've been really, really good all year, despite being, you know, quote unquote, untested. Um, but they've, uh, they've, they've been really good and really solid. And, you know, I, I, I somewhere around mid season, I decided to give in to the, urge to not believe what my eyes were seeing and say this is a very very good football team that i think has a really good shot to win this game i'll yeah. say that they will but i i i think that the way that i feel about it is very similar to the way that a lot of people in my orbit think about it which is like i think they if if they can if they can avoid turning the ball over and if they can score points, I know you know harsh hit, hard hitting analysis. Yeah, right say, there, wow, wow, is that a good, yeah. is that a good plan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, score more points than the opponent. Um, they, they they I think they have a very good shot. Like uh, this this KC team does not have the weapons that it had. I mean Kelsey and Kelsey and Mahomes on you know in and of themselves are terrifying. So they're, they're to be respected. I by no means mean to take them lightly, but I you know if I were to look at the rosters top to bottom, as I was saying, I I would take the Eagles roster at twenty one of the twenty two positions. Well, twenty at least twenty of the twenty two positions. Maybe you know maybe calling the the Goddard and Kelsey position to push there but yeah got it's not kelsey but other than that you know there, there's a, a pretty heavy favorite in my opinion in the squad with the roster with the eagles built in their way yeah so. you, you hit on a couple of things i think one I, I thought it was funny that people said they weren't tested when only one division had three out of four teams make the playoffs and that was the eagles division um yep so that was ridiculous um, and they went four and two in that division, too. right? Exactly. I think number two in games that Jalen Hurts started, I think they were what one loss or undefeated. One loss, yeah. Right. So when he when he plays, the roster is complete. And then, you know, I think finally, um, I just don't think the Chiefs. I mean, again, Super Bowl is always different. You get two weeks off. You know, the halftime is long. It's basically two games within one game, but. The Chiefs are a old, bloody version of themselves. And the last thing you said that I thought was interesting is we saw what happened when the best quarterback in the league goes against a better team when the Chiefs lost to the Buccaneers a few years ago. Um, yeah. If they can't protect him or if they can't complete passes, uh, it doesn't matter who he is. Um, it's just not going to work. And so, again, I would always take the roster – top to bottom, especially because the other thing that happens in the Super Bowl is people get injured. Um, and it's usually defensive yeah. backs, offensive linemen, guys that don't matter and you don't know are good or bad until they're gone and their replacement is not as good. Um, so I'll take the deeper roster over the better quarterback um, in, in the Super Bowl because everything else is everybody's prepared, everybody's as rested and as healthy as they've been in weeks, months, and the weather's always perfect. So... Um, yeah, man, I, I think you're you're the prevailing thought of people who watch a lot of AFC football is um, 
this is not the best chief Super Bowl team in the last, you know, three to five years. And, you know, the Eagles were the best team all year. Now, again, the hard hitting caveats of turnovers and scoring points will always prevail. But yeah, I think a lot of good reason to feel good about it. I think some fascinating storylines, some that I don't care about, maybe others do, but I do want your take on the Andy Reid factor, right? So this is a guy who year in, year out had competent teams, uh, certainly struggled in the NFC playoffs and the NFC championship, but did get over the hump once, uh, has gone on to good things. The Eagles obviously have gone on to good things as well. Um, they've won their Super Bowl. They've been now the second one, poised to maybe win it. So ironically, you're playing uh, you're playing in a game in which it's the Eagles' fourth Super Bowl in the history of their franchise, and it's Andy Reid's fourth Super Bowl, and somebody's coming out two and two, and somebody's coming out one and three. Um, yeah. Legacy-wise, it probably means more for Andy since the Eagles will be infinite compared to Andy, but um, in terms of cracks at the Super Bowl, but. What, what, what do you feel about uh, Andy? Is there any part of you that would it sting less? Would it sting more to lose to them? And do you feel bad at it all would, if you beat them? It would not. It would not sting more, and I would feel absolutely no shred of guilt whatsoever if they beat him. None. Like I mean, the, like I said from the er, earlier on with the when they won in twenty seventeen. Like it definitely softened some edges sure. of mine. Like I have a very soft spot for Andy. Andy was the most successful coach in the history of the team, except for that he never won a Super Bowl. And when he left, it was just kind of like the the team had the it, the team under his leadership had run its course. There was just like they'd done everything. They got to the Super Bowl once, they lost it, and the same old crap just kept coming to bite them back and forth. And they, they made some bad roster decisions. They just, they never, it was time for him to go. So I don't have any ill will towards Andy Reed. Um, you know, I, I won't feel guilty at all if they, if they beat him, you know, it's, I mean, number one, the Eagles are my team. Number two, sure. he's got a Super Bowl. I don't care. Like Andy Reed could never win another Super Bowl again. And I wouldn't, I, I, I think that, he's cemented his place as a first ballot hall of famer in the coaches category. So, I mean, I, I've rooted for him in the previous Super Bowls in which he's been with the chiefs, but I mean, against my team, it's he, as far as I'm concerned, he's Mike McCarthy coach in the Cowboys. Sure. <laughs> That's so, Yeah. Bludgeon him. Yeah. I, I run up the score. If you, if you have the opportunity, I don't care. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll see. Um, and, and you've kind of mentioned this. Pro- oh, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. No, I, I don't get the sense that there is any the, – the overwhelming sentiment amongst Eagles fans is that, you know, there, there's not ill will harbored towards him. Nobody's like, oh, this is a grudge match payback game for Andy Reid. It's like, no, Andy Reid had the Eagles very relevant for more than a decade in, mm-hmm. you know, from the late 90s until, you know, 2013. Uh, uh, gosh, it was 12 or 13 that he left. Yeah. What, um, you kind of alluded to this, and you've got a, an Eagles team that is a dominant number one seed. Uh, you've alluded to being a bit more relaxed. You've alluded to kind of the pressure cooker being turned down. As a dominant one seed, are you prepared, as somebody who's kind of 
seeing seeing what it feels like to win the first one versus winning a different one. Um, do you feel prepared to feel more of a sense of relief than joy, or do you still think it'll be unbridled joy? Um, no, it'll it'll be unbridled joy if they win. Yeah, I I mean I it was you know I as anybody who knows me knows I'm a crier. Um, yeah, I cried and hugged my dad when they won. Um, I would, I will still do that again this year if they win. Um, so yeah, I relief. I, I don't know. Like, I, what do you, what do you mean by relief? Relief that the game's over and we're past it. And it's just like the, the, what tension I feel is now relieved or you just, what do you mean? Is something else? Well, you know, for instance, you, you know, if you look at a couple of things, so like, Patriots undefeated lose the Super Bowl, right? Ah, um, uh, yes. And so okay. you so you you didn't get to feel the relief. In fact, you felt the dread of wow, we lost one game all year, and it was the game that mattered most. And then you know, and then then the Patriots lose another one. And then if it wasn't for an interception in the end zone, as time was expiring, they would have lost a third in a row. And then all of a sudden, you're yeah. like. Wow! Remember when we were just happy to be there and happy to get one, and now we're bummed that we're never going to win one again. And again, I don't think the Eagles are there yet, but because they're a dominant number one seed, especially I, with, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, when when when, when yeah. you're a dominant number one seed and you're playing your old coach, there's a little bit of a, oh shit, we better win this thing. Yeah, and, and like as I sit here right now on Tuesday night before the game, I. You know what I can say is that there's I, there wouldn't be shame in losing to the Chiefs. Like it's it's not as if the six seeds snuck in sure. and we're the one seed and we're the and you know there's a David and Goliath story. These are the two best teams. These are the two teams, as far as I'm concerned, that were meant to be in this game. Yeah. They're the two best teams in the NFL. They're the two. They're the best teams in each of their conference. You know, if they got their their teeth kicked in. Yeah, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be bummed. I'm going to be pissed off. But like, I mean, Patrick Mahomes might surpass Brady in like his in his greatness if he stays healthy in the NFL. Like he's he's really an incredible athlete and an incredible quarterback. So I I don't get the sense that there would be a huge amount of shame in losing to them and being unless it was on some really crummy call. Or they got right. absolutely their, or or if they, or if for some reason they show up and they don't look the part, if they don't look like they belong there, yeah, I think there will definitely be a bit of a disappointment, and you know, so yeah, I I I think that there is a a, a factor of them needing to live up to the moment of being the one seed that they are. Yeah, I think as long as it's a good game and it's competitive and like. You know, I I honestly think that they win. I hope that they win. But like, if they lose a tight game, yeah, I think that like they've they don't owe us a lot. But if they get crushed, yeah, I'll be disappointed. Oh yeah, sure. You don't want to go and lay an egg for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, to be honest, I mean, I feel like the Rams kind of lucked out last year. I mean, I think if the Bengals had beaten them, that especially especially knowing that the Rams then had nothing this year in terms of a title defense. Um, You know, they had lost that Super Bowl to an upstart Bengals team and then gotten five and 12 the next year. You know, that would be something you think about the rest of your, the rest of your years until they win again, I think as a, of course, a longtime Rams fan that don't exist, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. 
But I, I, I heard Brian Cranston interview today. Apparently, he's a longtime Rams fan. Oh, good for good for good for Heisenberg. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. But yeah, I think I think the Chiefs are. You know, they they've been through this before. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see which Chiefs team shows up. And also, again, I alluded to that the game is so long that I think even if you get, you know, the old Chiefs or the turnover-prone Chiefs or the kind of not fully focused Chiefs that you sometimes get, they obviously have the ability to turn it on very quickly too. Um, yeah. And that's that's fairly maddening, you know, for, for folks who – you know, watch them even with the Bengals game. I mean, they 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 gave away a big lead, and then they do just enough to stay close enough, and then they find a way. You know, find a way as the clock expires. I mean, literally, as long as there's one second left, and they're on the right side of the fifty, uh, there's a pretty good chance they're going to score if they need it. And so, it, it will be yep. interesting to see how dialed in the Chiefs can be over the full four hours. Uh, that's that I think is the most fascinating storyline. Is that I think it's going to take a 60 minute effort from the chiefs. And I, I yet to see them give us a 60 minute effort this year. Yeah. And their, and their defense can be had too. Yeah. Like I, I think like the, the Eagles shouldn't have a problem scoring points against them. You wouldn't yeah, think they, so. they should. You, I wouldn't think so. I mean, they, they hung 34 on the quote unquote best defense in the league last week or not last weekend in the NFC championship game. Yeah. They they slaughtered the 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 Giants who were supposedly this burgeoning, you know, really plucky, you know, come out hit you in the mouth defense. They crushed them. They crushed the Titans. Like they've they should be able to put points up on this defense. I don't and I don't care that Spags is the coach. Like Spags is a good defensive coordinator. Like they, they have a lot of matchup problems with this team. Yeah. My take on Spags is he's really good against pocket passers. Yep. Uh, and not that Hurts can't hurt people from the pocket, but it's very unconventional NFL offense um, relative to, like, a, even Joe Burrow, who is nimble, is still a pocket passer. Um, yep. I think they run a lot of stuff for Hurts that's – plus Hurts is left-handed. I mean, there's just a lot of idiosyncrasies with Hurts in, in a good way. No, he's, he's right-handed. Oh, is he? Yep. Oh, I'm thinking of Tua. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, no. I got my it's Alabama quarterbacks. I got my Alabama quarterbacks <laughs> messed up. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, no problem. Um, but anyway, either way, he's still pretty unorthodox in terms of, I mean, he's not like Lamar, he's not like Lamar where like he's a run first guy. Right. But he's. But he can be. He can be, exactly. He's not, yeah. you know, it's not a fake, he's not a fake running quarterback like a Burrow who's more of a, a scamper guy or even, even Mahomes is kind of more of a scamper guy. Um, yep. I think Hurts is a little bit more dangerous in the open field, so that'll be really interesting. Um, you know, and but the Super Bowl can be funny, right? Like sometimes you're like, "Oh man, there's going to be a shootout," and then all of a sudden, you know, it's three to three at halftime. You know, yep. um, but then sometimes the second half opens up too. So I'm really fascinated as somebody who literally doesn't care who wins. I mean, frankly, I, I guess I, I would pull for the Eagles because I, I literally hate the Chiefs. Um, yeah, but I also don't hate them as much because. When when your team is doesn't even make the playoffs, it just you don't really care the way you care when you get eliminated by them or something, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just I just think the Chiefs are they're in that stage where yes they're in their third Super Bowl in four or five years, but they if they lose they've only won one. So like 
that's not special. That's really good, but it's not special. You know, it's like, sure. yep. but they, they, they carry themselves like they've won three already. And which I think is why I can't stand them. Um, cause they haven't like my, you know, their tight end who I, I, I hate him so much. I'm not even going to say his name. Like talking about burrow head, my, my butt, whatever. It's like, yeah. dude, you're one bad, you're one bad out of bounds push from a rookie away from going to OT and losing at, at, at burrow head. So yeah. like you showed up for five minutes tonight and you won and good for you. But like, you know, you didn't yeah, dominate. Let's not pretend you walked all over them. Yeah, exactly. You, you didn't show them anything. You, you, you had a rookie make a terrible, you know, decision that happens all the time and, and you got the, you got the ball moved up 15 yards at the right time. I mean, yeah. I honestly think that guy's all world talent and all world clown all in one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, he's he's literally an all world clown who's an all world talent as. And honestly, he's a big receiver. He's not a tight end, but I get it. You know, I I, I freaking hate that guy. Uh, for guys I don't know, I can't stand him. <laughs> yeah, he's I, he he definitely has an irk factor to him that I can see that. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, have, you, have you listened to their podcast at all? The Kelsey Brothers New Heights podcast? No, no, I um, I don't it's like your Kelsey either, but I, I like him a lot more than oh. his brother. Yeah, no, no. What he's, do you have against my Kelsey? Uh, he 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 ran his mouth and in a mummer's costume after the Super Bowl, and I'm gonna I'm gonna carry that one forever, Dan. I'm sorry. I mean, he won the Super Bowl. He should be able to run his mouth. In the a- absolutely, costume. and then the Patriots won the next year again. So who gives a damn? But. You know, if he wins two, not, not, win- not that you're bitter or anything. I, I, listen, I'm very bitter. I'm very bitter. This is what I mean. You know, this is the fun part. Like, if you guys win another one, which will be great. Honestly, it's like a vampire or like a, an addict. You're you're thirsty for more. Every hit is less effective, and every disappointment is uh, that much more pronounced. It's yeah. It's an amazing metamorphosis to go from happy to be here to. Um, <laughs> When, when or else so you know yeah, I, I mean I promise you that come six o'clock on Sunday night I will I will not be of the mindset that I'm just happy to be there oh I don't I, think you're happy I, to be there now you guys already had you're happy to be there you you already won one yeah yeah I I expect I expect I, I think that I I believe that they have the better team and should win yeah and I expect that the game to at least be a nail biter down to the down to the end. Yeah, we'll see. If that, yeah. yeah, it definitely yes, could be. I, 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 I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna be honest. I've been incredibly impressed with the Eagles. Like, incredibly it's impressed true. by them. And again, like, look, the, my my homer take is like should be taken with a grain of salt. But it's just like I've watched them beat teams in so many different ways this year. Yeah, sure. So it's like, yeah, okay. Like Jalen Hurts didn't throw a touchdown in the in the 49ers game. He, he ran for one. He only threw for 125 yards. Right. But, like, he's also thrown for damn near 400 yards and three or four touchdowns in a game. Like, they can gouge you on the ground. They can gouge you over the middle. They can gouge you, you know, over the top. And they're really they, – they can beat you in a lot of different ways. It's like the – there are a finite number of ways in which this Chiefs team beats you, and it, and it can absolutely happen. Again, I'm not saying that this is that it's in the bag, but you know, if, if they can't get Kelsey going over the middle, they're cooked. Like, I mean, the Eagles' outside corners are really, really good. No and question. We saw what ha- and we saw and we saw what happened to Patrick Mahomes when he had someone in his face. He was seeing ghosts in that Tampa Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. 
That yeah, that's, so. that's why. I mean, again, I, I, you can't count the Chiefs out because they've been there before, and they have all the talent in the world, the right positions. But I just think some years you have a team that's clearly the best team and clearly the most talented team, and as long as nothing freaky happens, it's it's really tough for someone to step up and get them. And and I, again, yep. I just think the, again, the, the the Eagles' kryptonite was okay if we have to play Gardner Minshew while our guy gets healthy. Maybe we won't be dominant, but like that was a great yeah. that was a great bridge plan because the bridge plan was we've given ourselves a big enough cushion that we can give Jalen three three weeks to get healthy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's bold prediction here, Gavin. If Garden if Gardner Minshew is in the game playing meaningful minutes, the Eagles are going to lose. Hundred percent. So so that there you go. You can put that one in there as a, as a nice. I called it here first. No, I think, but I, but I but I do agree with you. I think everything. Not that you're not by any stretch a one man offense or a one man team, but he's a huge X factor, and or Gardner is a huge X factor in the other way. Yeah. So that that's. But again, you know, you wish that on nobody. You want the best players to play. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about the last couple home games at the link. Um, yeah. So number one, you guys kind of had the treat of basically getting to have a four-hour party two weeks in a row. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you earn the one seed. All the season ticket holders are there. Right? You know, this is what you guys do it for is yep. a chance to watch meaningful games in January at home. So what was it like to be able to, again, for the second time, because they were, were they a one seed or a two seed uh, in, in 17, 18? They were the one seed. Yeah, exactly. So for the second time, you know, in the last, you know, four or five years here, all the home, all the playoff games were at home leading up to the Super Bowl. So what was it like this time around where you had a division foe who definitely laid an egg and then obviously the, the Niners, just the wheels fell off the bus in the first quarter. What was it like for two absolute dominant romps at the link? Well, the first one was awesome because like you had the 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 worthless giants and daniel jones factor there where it was just like he, i don't know how you feel about daniel jones like he may he might very well be a nice guy but like he is a total hate the face for me i think he stinks um and like they they just they clowned him and they they dominated them from the jump so it was it was much it was a lot of fun. The Niners game, even though it ended thirty-one or sorry, thirty-four to seven, um, there was a time in the middle of the second quarter when that game was tied seven-seven. Yeah. At which point, Josh Johnson was in the game. Like, and, and like, uh, like, I will admit there was a time at which that I was like, okay, you know, this is you know, this is not looking good because the Eagles had been on three. Uh, I don't know if they were three and outs, but they did not look good. They sputtered pretty badly. And then they came back out with like, I want to say it was like an 80 yard drive um, to score a touchdown to answer the, uh, the McCaffrey touchdown. And then, and then just never looked back. It was awesome, man. Like it was the first game was cold. So there was that factor and people were kind of like, you know, ready to get out of there and, and get to their cars and, and leave. But like, the game the other night, uh, the 49er game was really, it was like in the low 50s, high 40s by the end of the game. So it was perfectly comfortable out. And it was awesome. The yeah. atmosphere was really, really good. Like there was no, you know, like, I, again, like there's there's this misnomer about Philly fans that were like violent and we beat people up all the time. Like I, I've, 
I've said this probably a dozen times on the podcast and I'll say it until <laughs> the last one we do together. Like I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a punch thrown in Lincoln financial field in 10 plus years, no. but like, you know, there, there's a few 49er fans and they were getting razzed a good bit, but like, the Giants fans were worse. Like there was, would say, I don't know if you watched the, the the Giants game a few weeks ago, but like there was, they were getting absolutely slaughtered. And Saquon Barkley went and scored what amounted to a meaningless touchdown. Like they were, I think they were down four, like twenty eight zip or something at that point. And uh, Saquon goes in for a touchdown, and like this was Bozo, like a couple rows in front of us, got got up and starts getting chesty with the crowd. <laughs> Like, just shouts him down and his girlfriend was like dude you're gonna get our asses kicked shut up yeah score, um, scoreboard man come on yeah it's just it was like a bad move and then so our favorite thing when we're you know, in victory is the walk down the ramp because as i've noted i sit up with the people so it's a nice long walk back out to the parking lot and it's a, a you know a ramp that doubles back on itself you know yeah seven seven times going down and when you see you get to start seeing the same group of opposing teams fans every time, like as you're walking down and razzing them. And so, you know, we were, we, we chided the, the Niners fans a good bit about the fact that there was the 12 regular season wins in a row trophy ceremony up at Kensington and Allegheny and they should get up and see it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a mostly jovial atmosphere. Like I didn't see anything that was really overly aggressive. Um, yeah, I mean the tailgate scene for both games is fantastic. We've uh, you know we've been doing it for a long time, and it's just uh, I've been to a lot of stadiums. The Foxborough tailgate's pretty good, but you know the, the, the there's nowhere I've been that's quite like uh, the, the the tailgate at the Link and the Vet before. It is just you know miles and miles of parking lot with people you know getting after it, playing Thunderstruck, as we did at your wedding, which I thought was a, something that was exclusive to our tailgate uh, until, I, <laughs> until I saw your mother playing Thunderstruck on the dance floor at your wedding, which was fantastic. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's, the atmosphere was a, a big celebration. It's kind of crazy to think that of the four games that I've been to watching the Eagles going to Super Bowls in the last five years – only one of them was ever even close, and that was the Falcons game in the in the in the divisional round back in 20, 2018. Yeah, that was the closest game. You're right. That was the one where the Eagles actually needed, you know, again just to pull it out. Which is that's the play name of the game in the playoffs yeah. is pull it out, right? No one cares how you win. And yeah. but that is you're right. That was the by far the closest game, and that was the first playoff game of that 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 run there with Foles and. Um, yep. Well, so, you know, the, let me ask you this about the whole w- – will it be nice if the Eagles were to pull this off to have a quarterback who is not a one-hit wonder and, and can potentially continue to start for you for years to come? Yeah, man. I mean, that's the that's the thing here. It's like this isn't like the, the – the, they will definitely lose some big names in free agency, but like – Yeah, that's the name of the 2017 game. was like swing for the fences. You had LeGarrette Blunt. You had Chris Long. You had you know Patrick Robinson. You had a bunch of guys that were like, bring him in here because we're in win-now mode. Like this team is very deep and very young. Like they'll probably have a couple – maybe a couple guys retire. Like if they – I think Jason Kelsey retires regardless – 
But yeah, especially if they win, there's no chance because they have a real. They drafted a guy this year, uh, Cam Jurgens, uh, to be his heir apparent. Got All it. he plays is center. He comes in on heavy packages too, where you know if they're doing a, an unbalanced formation to either side, he'll come in as the uh, as like the third or fourth lineman on the on the, uh, on the strong side. Got it. But you know they they drafted this guy. I think in the second round this year. Um, but whatever, whatever round it was, they, they used some pretty high draft capital to bring this guy in. So, but you know, if Jason Kelsey tells you he's coming back to play, Jason Kelsey's coming back to play. Um, you know, a guy like Brandon Graham is going to be a free agent. Um, you know, there's some other, there's some other dudes like Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who's the guy that they brought in as a safety, uh, is going to be a free agent, but like. They have Dallas Goddard locked up. They have, you know, three of their five offensive linemen, you know, their starting offensive linemen are locked up. Plus that dude, you know, Cam Jurgens waiting in the wing. So they, they have a really good depth on their offensive and defensive lines. Um, and their skill position players, like this kid, Kenny Gainwell, who is, he's a second year player. Like he had a hundred, he had 114 yards in the, uh, in the Giants game. So, I mean, Miles Sanders had two touchdowns on 40, you know, maybe 44 yards the other day. But, like, they're not going to sign Miles Sanders to a contract right now. Because, I mean, they, they, like, it's, it's just not a position of value where it's like you're going to spend big on it. Like, you see two teams in your division who have made themselves, you know, a heck of a lot less nimble at other, you know, really important positions because of monster contracts that they've given to running backs. Like, they're not going to do that, but like they're really solid at a lot of really key positions and young too. That yeah. like, you know, you, you know, the, the main guy is Jalen Hurts. If you if you don't have your quarterback, you don't have anybody. But if you have your quarterback and you have this young nucleus around them, like they they could have a pretty wide window here. You know, of you know maybe three, four, five, hopefully more years yeah. where they could be legitimate contenders and you know yeah this feels a lot different than like they were a one seed and they won the Super Bowl you can't take it away either of those two things away from them a couple years ago but it it was so weird because it was Carson Wentz who basically got hurt and was never effective again in like nine different locations now you know led, led, led the way in terms of he was an MVP candidate then you went from like kind of a juggernaut with a young QB to Backup QB lightning in a bottle. Nobody believes in us, and then it was kind of over. Um, yeah. And and then this feels a lot different. This feels a lot like whether the Chiefs' window is closing or not. I feel like you're you're catching two teams at the exact opposite ends of a half decade run, in my opinion. Now, Mahomes is under contract for a hundred years, and he's proven he doesn't need to have his legs healthy to be effective. So. Could the Chiefs be good every year for the next ten years with him? With him, of course they could be. But this feels a little bit like team of the last five years meeting team of the next five years. And regardless of who wins, I don't know that you can convince me that the Chiefs have an upside like the Eagles do, based on the age and the contracts they have on their roster. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it's interesting. I was listening to one of the eight million Eagles podcasts I listened to, and they were de- they were debating like if you were starting a franchise right now with the players at their current ages on their current contracts, are you taking Mahomes or are you taking Hurts? Wow. And I initially thought like, oh, it's it's no brainer you take Mahomes, but it's like, 
So you start going through the numbers, you go through what the contract is, you look at, you know, the success rate. Like the Eagles are 16 and 1 with Jalen Hurts at quarterback this year when he starts. Like, right. Ashley Mahomes isn't 16 and 1. No. He's really, he's really, really good. But like, he's a guy that can extend plays with his legs, but like, he doesn't have, he doesn't truly have that running dimension. Like, and that's no disrespect meant to him. Like, he, the guy is, nasty and is you know if you if you you know water gun to my head i'm probably going to take him over over hurts but it's not as wide a margin as i think that you would initially think with a with a knee-jerk reaction just to be like yeah so it's Mahomes definitely clear not close yeah i think when you factor in the um the contracts at this moment mm-hmm then you really do need to think about value. And again, one guy's getting a quarter of a billion dollars and the other guy's not currently getting that. So 16, 16 and one, even, even prorated, um, you know, would be better for her if, if Mahomes was 16 and one, but, but yeah, the guy's a winner. The guy's been a winner. The guy's resilient. Um, it's been very interesting to see him translate to the pro game as well as he has. Uh, I think it's, again, it's one of those, like you just can't, and again, some of it's fit, some of it's scheme, some of it's personnel around him. But at the end of the day, you cannot fake your way to finding ways to win games over the course of well, a season plus. Like at some point, you're a winner and you find ways to win. And he, Jalen Hurts does that. Yeah, and, and, let, and let me give you a real solid, like tangible example of that. Like, yes, there is no doubt that the roster and the skill positions that he has around him and his offensive line are very deep and very good and play a good bit into his success. But I would I would encourage anybody who is a doubter of his to look at his deep ball accuracy from last year to this year. Sure. Like he missed he missed AJ Brown on a deep pass uh, against the Niners. He quote unquote missed uh, um, Devontae Smith on one. And when you go back and watch the replay, like Devontae Smith goes up to high point and he it just goes through his hands and doinks right in the center of his numbers. Like that's not on Jalen Hurts. Like, but even in the context of the season, go back and watch the deep balls that the guy threw. The guy was like he was deadly on balls that were beyond 15 yards downfield. Yeah. And burned a ton of defenses. Like he had a lot of deep. Like it was Mahomes number one, Jalen Hurts was number two. Right. No, and I, I deep do, ball throws. I like his. Uh, again, I also think that yeah, he he missed a pass like you just mentioned, but like he missed a pass he didn't need. I also feel like he yeah. seems to be able to dial it in when he needs it. You know, like. That that again. I understand the game was close to the second quarter, but once they were no, once the 49ers were no longer allowed able to throw the footballs in a forward pass in 2023, um, you know, Jalen Hurts didn't need to be good that day, right? Like the game was over. Um, If you can't throw a football forward in the NFL in 2023, you're not going to win the game unless the other team keeps turning the ball over. So he didn't need to be. You know, if you're going to miss it, those are days to miss it. But I think in the games that have mattered in the games that have been close, whether it was in college or certainly now in Philadelphia, yeah. he seems to come through when it matters most, which is what winners do. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to come here and be like Mahomes is overrated, but at the same time, earlier in the convo, you're like, he's so talented. He might pass Brady, but now we're saying, well, actually with the right contract, I'd probably take Hurts. So the point is 
Mahomes is, is otherworldly, but he can't do it alone. He lost the Super Bowl needing to have to try to do that a few years ago. So, yeah, I think Hurts is a winner, and he's a really special guy, and he's a really likable guy. And, um, you know, he's certainly somebody worth pulling for um, to get it done because he's handled himself with class through adversity over and over and over again, including, I believe, having to be teammates briefly with that complete turd Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. What a, How awful is that guy? What a, what a contrast. Oh, my. Like, I, I think the chances that he's not playing in the NFL are greater than he's on any team next year. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for uh, Brian Dable saving Danny Dimes' career, um, you would have had two very high NFC East picks be out of football yeah. within the first six years of their career or whatever. Uh, yep. You know, Danny Dimes is going to get $100 million from somebody, but... but um, Wonderful. No, exactly. It's kind of like what people were saying. As far as I'm concerned. You know, it's kind of like when people were saying, oh, Lakers fans won't want Kyrie Irving but everybody who hates the Lakers also want the Lakers to get Kyrie Irving like, like good <laughs> yeah. so, somebody give him the 100 million dollars great but Wentz is honestly he's got fleas man yeah like I he, I don't need I mean he, somebody in the XFL should and would, would take him but I wouldn't take him from an XFL team <laughs> nope so no it, and it's just such a study in contrast too with like that's the one thing that like you hear people who observe Hurts like very closely on the team. It's like the guy's pulse is the same, like running the two minute drill as he is running like the, the seven on seven in practice. Yeah, that's huge. And like Wentz, like uh, Wentz got rattled. Wentz was very affected by a lot of things. And it's just like Jalen Hurts just kind of like buckles down and does his thing. And like, yeah, and, and there's know, something about his short memory that really serves him well. Yeah, ex- exactly. So I, th- I think you got to feel a lot better about not only your quarterback's ability to come through on Sunday with the rest of the team, but yeah, you can feel that that potential foundational confidence that is. You said it earlier. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anybody, and if you do have a quarterback, you always have a chance, and that's what the Chiefs have had for the last five years, and. You know, we'll see how this game goes on Sunday. But regardless, I think if, if Hertz is is healthy and the Eagles do right by him in terms of surrounding him with people and all the all the good things, you got to feel like, yeah, you got a guy who can be your guy, and that's a great feeling, a great feeling. So, yeah, yeah I'm excited to see what he can do under the uh, you know under the Super Bowl moniker. But but again, he's a guy worth rooting for. So, Dan, let's close it out with this. Do you, you, you seem to be leaning sure. Eagles. Obviously, your heart says Eagles. It sounds like your head says Eagles. Is yeah. that your pick? Yeah, it is. And, and not, you know, I, I don't think it's a homer pick either. I just look at the, the X's and O's and anything can happen. But, like, I think that they are the better team. And I think that the way that Patrick Mahomes gets to not be Patrick Mahomes is when he's under pressure. And, and is forced to hold the ball for a long time, and you know that that is that's what the Eagles do really, really well. Yeah, on both on both sides of the ball, they dominate the line of scrimmage, and their defensive line. If they put him under pressure, I think that they win this game. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't disagree with any of that, and I'm not going to attempt to add anything else in there. I think if I think if both teams play their best 
game, I think the Eagles are the better football team. And so assuming either both teams play their best game or both teams, you know, since each team is trying hard to screw the other one up, you know, make their fair share of plays and mistakes, I think the best team prevails. And obviously you hit the nail on the head. There's a bunch of X factors that nobody can predict, but based on what, 19 games of evidence, I think the best team – all year, when when Hertz is under center, is the team that's got a really good shot to raise the Lombardi. So, yep. listen, man, I wish you luck. I hope it goes well. Um, Thanks, I feel man. I feel a lot better rooting for the Eagles. Um, I don't. I didn't watch the 1980 Super Bowl when they lost to uh, the Raiders, <laughs> and then they played the Patriots the other two times. So I've never actively rooted for the Eagles uh, in a Super Bowl, but but I certainly feel. To your point earlier, you just you, you can't root for a team that isn't your team if your team's in the game, like the Andy Reid corollary. So, of course. yeah, it'll be nice to watch an Eagles Super Bowl where I don't care I don't care about the other team at all. Uh, and I, yeah, spent a lot of time in this city. You can be an honorary Eagles fan. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, like I said, I, I literally can't stand the Chiefs, and I actually do like Andy Reid, and think he's done a nice job as a coach. You you hit the nail on the head on that one too. First ballot Hall of Famer, but. Um, yeah, don't like the Chiefs, and would love to see their, their their fake dynasty be 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 exposed for what it is, which is they're a very very good football team that won a Super Bowl one time. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I and I want to see Jackson Mahomes unhappy. Well, that's the other thing. It's like you got a really hateable, uh, sycophant, coattail riding younger brother. Yeah. Coattail younger brother. Don't really need him being happy either. So that's a good point. All right, buddy, stick around for a second. We'll catch up. Everybody else, enjoy the game. Uh, Go Birds. If you're a Chiefs fan and you made it this far into the podcast, you know what? Go Chiefs for you because you stuck around for some really pretty substantial Chiefs bashing from yours truly, uh, the neutral host. Uh, Dan, thanks for being on, buddy. We appreciate it. Go Birds.